everyone, welcome to 12 Questions. Uh, I'm very excited to be here. We're doing a special episode today, but before we get into it, I'd like to introduce my co-host, Mr. Dave Yates. We're here. We're sober. Get used to it. Okay. <laughs> or, or whatever. Happy Pride, everybody. <laughs> Happy Pride. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Dave, can you read us that beautiful clarity statement? Sure. 12 questions. Welcome to it. We believe that growth and recovery isn't just for clean and sober people. Our mission is to share our experiences with guests who do the same. We are not affiliated with AA, NA, or any other 12-step organization. 12 Questions has absolutely no opinion on the use of drugs or alcohol by anyone. We're simply two people that happen to be in recovery that want to Give hope to anyone struggling. Although some of our guests may be clean and sober, some of them are not or choose not to divulge. The purpose of the podcast is to learn more about ourselves and others. We only hope that you can learn something about yourselves and each other by listening. Yay! Full disclosure, Dave, how much sleep have you had in the last anything? I left Newark Airport at... Well, I left Brooklyn at 5 a.m. this morning, Brooklyn time, to get to Newark Airport to fly out at 7.30 a.m. I landed in Burbank, California at, oh, about 1 in the afternoon. I had to scoop my car and then drove home. And then I slept for another maybe two hours, and now we're podcasting. So three combined hours and maybe like four horrible hours of sleep on the plane. Like, I sleep for, like, an hour on the plane, and then my neck hurts, and then I wake up, and, and I'm mad, and I adjust, and I sleep for another hour until the other part of me hurts. Yeah, so comedy, guys. It's uh, it's a dream. Comedy is really hard on the human body. It really is. I should say... I honestly, I, I've been comparing it to the movie Requiem for a Dream recently. Yes, I, I saw even that. The, even the ass-to-ass part. Even that, that is, part. Yeah, that is the end of comedy. Working com- when you realize you don't want to do road comedy anymore, it's you take it ass to ass with a booker for two hundred dollars, no hotel. My um, uh, my roommate has a very good uh, neck cushion situation that she showed me. It like fully makes it so like her head doesn't flip flop around. It's pretty great. I, I got a hot neck cushion myself. I'm just a big gentleman. You are you are a delicate sleeper. It seems like. No, that's not true. I could sleep in a fucking puddle of water. It's just I'm getting old, Anna. But if a cat walks by, you're going to wake up. Yeah, and kill that cat. (laughs) That's just defensiveness. (laughs) Don't kill... We're a pro-cat cast. Yeah, I got two. One... (laughs) Both of them not by choice, technically. Well, your road experience leads us into the topic that we're we're doing a special Me and Dave episode inspired. Yeah, there's no guest. There's no riffraff on the podcast. No riffraff, um, mostly because uh, it it was very interesting. Um, I guested on other people's podcasts this week because they had last minute drops. (laughs) It was like, it's in the air. And also uh, because we have, uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, we gave everybody some pandemic tips and tricks, you know, like how to keep your brain centered, um, sort of our daily 10th step for like not freaking out uh, through a very stressful and traumatic time. And so uh, what we're recognizing is that there is a new stress there's a new stress arising out on here. There's a, in there's these a new topic. There's a new 
There's a news dress in town and it is reentry stress. So we were going to go ahead. Each one of us is going to, we're going to give uh, six each, 12 in total, uh, hot tips for uh, getting back into the world with some spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical balance. Yeah, we're going to try at least. <laughs> I'll go first. Yeah. (laughs) Anna seems to be the, as per usual, the more more spiritually fit of the pair of us. Well, I mean, on a good day, but you know, I have my days. I'm currently wearing um, some color therapy glasses. No, I am not shooting this podcast from inside of a gun range. Um. (laughs) Just give her a camouflage hat with a pink deer on it, and she's ready to get that right wing dick get me that pink camouflage that pink camouflage dick (laughs) a pink camouflage dick needs to see a doctor yeah but they don't believe in science (laughs) and doctors are science it's weird that you wouldn't believe in science too because if you believe in guns like gunpowder is one of is a fantastic scientific invention here we go, Anna running premises. I, no, it's true. That's, that's your that's your spiritual principle number one, guys. Run premises. In front of I your wasn't friends. running a premise. Yeah, I was sure you were. No, what popped into my Anna, mind. Anna always be writing hot bits, Valenzuela. <laughs> if you think I ever or, write bits off of these permanently like brain damaged stonery musings, I I don't. I I <laughs> I should. Anna, I should. <laughs> Anna, sharp as attack, Villanueva. How many oh. other times have people messed up? Uh, Every time I see your name get messed up on a flyer on the internet, I just laugh. I comment, ha ha ha. There ha, is ha, a ha, show ha. that I host. I host. I'm one of the hosts of the show. And they, the first flyer that came out, it said Anna Ruben. Veneva, Anna Rubineva, Rubineva. It was insane. I was like, I was like, that's, I think that's the craziest one I've ever gotten. But um, yes, uh, it is not Venezuela. I am not a country. I am, I'm a human being. Let's get into this. Yeah, that's the first album title. I'm a human being, not a country. Not a country. Never been a country. What a country. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I. Woo. Okay, here are uh, my tips. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this because we're we're ex- we're exercising it right now. Be flexible. Be flexible. Be nimble out in these streets. Things are gonna change. Things are gonna be like a little loosey goosey. People are gonna have stuff come up because they're figuring out their lives. Be flexible right now, ladies and gentlemen. It's wild in these streets. Be flexible in emotions. Yeah. Be physically flexible. I think we need to be... Because my head goes to, oh, yeah, I should stretch more, which you should. Both, both. In my in my opinion, I did 45 minutes of handstand yoga today. I did. I can do a... I bought a bench to do a handstand for myself for my birthday. I bought a uh, whole bench. I It looks like a squatty potty, but tall. And that you put your head in it, and then you just throw your body up, and it, like holds your whole body up no why because i want to be able to do a handstand i want to oh. i want to live that crouching tiger uh hidden dragon life so principle one for re-entry into the fucking atmosphere 
<laughs> be flexible. Be physically, flexible, emotionally, yeah. and spiritually. Well, maybe not spiritually, but like be physically and emotionally flexible for sure. Stretch. Honestly, you you couldn't you could carry that into spiritual flexibility if you're like me and you've decided as of recently to like hey let's put the fucking spear down against the higher power yeah you might want to be flexible into what you believe and start researching other things be flexible with your ideas dave i love that i love it love it love it dave what's yours you got one you got one um boundaries oh yes I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come. Come with the heat. The hat. Number one. Hot, hot boundaries. And boundaries in recovery or boundaries just for human beings. I think. I mean, humans are terrible with boundaries. I mean, we've been given physical boundaries by the government for the past year and a half, six foot of distance. And I mean, keep doing that. Keep staying six feet away from me. It's <laughs> nice. Um, but I'm moreover talking about the create the boundaries in your life with people. And business. Know what you're worth and, and set a boundary. And don't cross it. Like, for example, like if you've got a problematic friend in your life and they're still drinking and doing drugs and you want to help that friend, it's okay to create the boundary that if they call you, say, hey, I'll meet you at a meeting. Hey, I'll talk to you. Hey, you want to meet me at this meeting? We can talk afterwards. Yeah. Instead of... And I've done this, you know, I'm better at it nowadays. Instead of being an emotional garbage can Mm -hmm. for someone who's not willing to change. Mm -hmm. And I'm not speaking about anybody specifically, but it's just like this is an archetype in the recovery community of someone that just wants to diarrhea in your ear. And then thanks. Thanks for the spot to, to shit and then move on. You, you can create the boundary that says, hey, I, I have no problem talking with you, but this is, this is the, the time I have. These are the, this is the construct I have to do it in, and that's okay. You know, that's, that's a type of boundary. But here's the thing. If you create that boundary and then that person calls and then you let them do it again, it starts all over. Like, it's, like the, it's like a scab that you won't let heal. So remember, like, if you do that, you have to stick to it. And it's not an ultimatum because a lot of people think boundaries are ultimatums and they're not. Like, you don't even have to tell anybody what the boundary is. It's moreover for us. Yeah. Well, and it's harder to respect. I found it to be harder to respect my own boundaries on the inside, my internal, my half of the boundary. It's often easier to, like, slip into the behavior pattern with that other person um, rather than being like, nope, you set a boundary. If you set a boundary for someone, you got to send it for yourself at the same time. And you got to stick to it. I mm-hmm. mean, I think that's the harder part of the two is just sticking to it and, and reminding yourself that if you break it, if you break the boundary, it starts over again. Not only does it start over again, it's um, it actually makes it worse. So consistency, yeah, you lose the progress. Yeah, consistency is a kindness. So if you... Um, there's this really interesting book a psychologist friend of mine um, recommended called Don't Shoot the Dog. And it's a, it's, a, it's a book about dog training, but it's not. It's really about psychological boundaries. And, um, 
And what's fascinating, they use it a lot in certain types of therapeutic training. Um, and what's fascinating about it is the first thing it breaks down for you is if you are inconsistent with your boundaries, it is worse than never having boundaries at all. Because the, the object in which you're trying to, um, not object, but the being of which that you're trying to, um, that you're trying to exert those boundaries over will remember the one time it worked and they'll just keep doing the behavior mm -hmm. because it worked once. And here's two, you can carry boundaries into work life too. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. I, like, I had if a... you get paid to do a job, whether it's input numbers or whatever, mm -hmm. and you feel like, Hey, someone's asking you to do more than what you're required to do. You've got a choice to make. You can say, I need more money, or given the circumstance, you can do that, but just know that if you do it once, they're going to always expect you to do it. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you say, that's not really my job, I mean, this is, these, we're, we're two comedians that work in a non-corporate world. It's, I know it's not easy to say <laughs> no to certain There is no you, HR department, and this is not a meritocracy, ladies and gentlemen. No. It is a fucking, it is the wild, wild west up in this bitch. <laughs> no, but, I mean, work relationships, I yeah. mean, we've all worked shitty jobs, mm -hmm. and we've all worked good jobs that are shitty, and having boundaries around the mm -hmm. workplace with coworkers, that could be a relationship boundary, like we we spoke previously in the mm -hmm. in the beginning of of the of the principle or the the consideration. And I think these are more considerations than actual spiritual principles for reentries. These are twelve considerations or twelve you know. twelve um, practices. Well, yeah, and I mean, we could talk about the comedy aspect. Not that this is a comedy podcast per se but like you can make the choice like i saw someone else post on twitter like hey start charging for the shows that you run yeah start paying the comics they were paying okay. for them on zoom they'll pay for them in person baby yep and then the it, supply and demand is is I, and i'm not trying to be facetious to anybody listening who knows what this is it's like the demand for live entertainment has never been higher for the people that are ready to go out and about. Mm -hmm. So you should, if you run a show, charge something for a ticket. And I'm not saying it has to be exorbitant, like $3, $5. Yeah. Attach some monetary value for entry. Yeah. And it's going to it's gonna lift the value of the projects that we do as a whole. Yeah. And the here's where the boundaries come in. That is an unrealistic expectation of Dave to think that just because Dave has this idea, and I'm not the only one, there's other people chirping about it. Mm -hmm. um, the boundary I create, because I can't control anybody but me, but I can choose not to do shows that don't charge. I can choose yeah. not to do shows that don't pay me. Someone reached out to me about doing a show um, in a location in Los Angeles for an indeterminate amount of time, stage time, and uh, an indeterminate amount of money for a donation bucket, and they wanted it to be clean. And I said, I cannot take this gig because I don't know how much time I'm doing. I don't have a set amount of money that I'm going to make. I'm sorry. Thank you for thinking me. I have to say no. And this is the first in-person booking that anybody in Los Angeles has reached out to me for. Mm. And it was hard to say no. Mm-hmm. 
It was hard to say no because it's like, oh, that's stage time. But no, if I want to create a, a more prosperous world for me in my head, mm-hmm. I didn't have to tell that person why I'm saying no. But the boundary is I'm going to do my damnedest to try to up my own value. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that is the boundary. So that's an example of what my work life yeah. boundary is. Yeah, I think that's really, um, I think that's really important, and I think that. Um, Definitely people have asked me uh, either to do some shows or to, like, what mics are you hitting? And I'm like, you know, I'm really taking it slow coming back into um, coming back into this because I want to have appropriate boundaries with myself and others. So I'm not riddled with both resentment and um, running myself ragged and undervaluing myself in the future. And, yeah. and I think that's the, 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 the balance that I'm striving for right now. And what that's given me is a quiet confidence. It was interesting. I was at a show last night, which I was paid full thank you. And, um, and uh, you know, everybody was kind of shooting the shit. Who booked that? Who, who booked that? Who booked that? I'll, who t- booked I'll that tell shit? you who booked it. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Off the pod. Off the pod. Off the pod. Uh, I, dro- I name dropped you a little bit. I was like, you know, my homeboy. Um. No one ever reaches out. Uh, Only time when you name drop me, people reach out is when they need AA speakers. Oh no! <laughs> Book this man, ladies and gentlemen. But it was it was uh, it was a good experience because uh, uh, one thing I noticed that comedians do is they tend to um, get a little competitive in conversation. They're trying to like fight for conversation time, and uh, and what's fascinating is I found myself just smiling and listening to people and. You know, and also not taking the bait, you know, when some, somebody so well, well, something, something about me going back to school, whether or not the results would yield anything. And I just said, well, maybe you'll have a different attitude about that when you're older. This is something I want to do for me. Really doesn't have anything to do with you. And like the look on his face was like, uh, you know, um, and um uh, because I know me and I know my process. And so it was just, it was very fascinating to be out and about. But one thing I realized, and this is kind of, uh, I needed to know when to tap out of that conversation. And I think what I figured out, Dave, at the comedy show is when, after the show, when the pipe starts to go around, when they start smoking that weed, it's time for me to probably bounce. Just be like, mm, yeah, this is, um, grandma's yeah, this tired. is like, this is, yeah, this is, you know. That's what we that's what we suggest to any newcomer that you yeah. can go the part of one of the books says you can go anywhere any free man can go as long as you're spiritually fit to be there. You know, and when I first got sober, I was like worried about going to the comedy club and my sponsor was like, You can go and then once your job is done, you can hang for a little bit, but you gotta be moving. Yeah. So I would, I would go to the show. The show would end. I'd hang for about maybe 15 minutes afterwards, thank everybody, talk to people. And then I would get on my bicycle and I would ride my bicycle back to my apartment because I was on one of them DUIs. <laughs> um, but that's what it was. <laughs> so. Yeah. Old Dave Dewey Waits. Um, but and- Did you just call me Dave Waits? <laughs> this is so, the fucking host in New Jersey brought me up as Dave Waits. <laughs> On Friday, I'm, I'm gonna with fucking. You. Bl- I'm gonna blow my brain. No, that that you that you no. I'm gonna blow my brains out. After this <laughs> um. Well, this that kind of leads seamlessly into uh one thing that the positive repercussions of 
leaving before people start getting uh or positive consequences yeah yeah Yeah. positive so a positive consequence of leaving before people get uh just too loaded to really be people um is to you get more rest rest ladies and gentlemen rest value your rest and your bones and your time and your body you're not going to be young forever yeah we're all going to die yeah if we learned anything from the Josh Nasser version of of twelve questions, we are all gonna die. <laughs> I am a, I am two thousand and forty one in Hollywood years, and mm-hmm. um, and I am uh, uh, probably uh, some of the best I've ever been in my life. But I need more sleep than I did before. It's just life. Hungry, really oh, yeah. tired, baby. I, I fucking I I, w- I was homicidal. From the moment I left Brooklyn this morning to the moment I stepped foot in through my door to my house, you know, like, and that's because I slept for about an hour and a half, two hours. And that's, it's not okay anymore. You know, like at 20, at 25, I could have slept in a puddle of water. At 35, it's like. Yeah, gotta get sleep. Is that so? Is that principle two? Is get more sleep? Get more sleep, baby. Rest. I used to do this. I used to, when I first started comedy, I'd be at the little open mics and I have my work purse. I have my little coach purse on my lap and I would just pull my, my curly hair down in front of my face and I would just sleep until I heard them say, and on deck is Anna Valenzuela. And I would just be like, <laughs> and go do my Gross. set. <laughs> I can when you say you commit can sleep anywhere. A, com- I can yeah, sleep commit anywhere. Commit to being a three p.m. Commit to being a three p.m. open mic visitor. Like I, I'm going to do only afternoon mics. I kind of feel that way too. I'm like a little. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I. It was cool to shoot the shit with my buddies. I hadn't done that in a really long time. But you know, I also don't need to. I'm a night owl. I love yeah, to see Knowing when late. to leave. Yeah. Knowing so knowing when to leave is also like that's a you can add that tack that on. I'll make that what what am I on two for me? You're so on two, two for you, mm-hmm. two for me. Knowing when to leave. Yes. Well, I'll piggyback. Just knowing when to leave a conversation with a stranger, knowing when to leave the meeting, knowing when to leave uh, out in these streets, because uh, everybody's socially R word right now. Okay. Yeah, everyone's a like, little. We're all awkward yeah. turtle. We're all socially yeah, awkward we're, turtle. We're <laughs> we're really like, and I've been around more people than the average bear this past year and a half because I, I I was able to work a little bit at the strip club. At the strip club, showing I his was, butthole was flashing this banner, <laughs> trying to make it, trying to pay the note on this busted up Volvo. And feed my kids. That's no way to talk about your vagina. Well, I might leave my butt pussy. <laughs> I, I keep it moist. But knowing when to leave, I mean, and and let's let's be honest, knowing when to leave friendships, knowing when to leave relationships. You know, uh, I think the friendship thing is very important. I've been talking to a, a few different people about it. It's just like, I think because America sucks at grief. Um, and I've talked about this in other episodes in regards to my father <laughs> passing away. That sounds like uh, a rejected, um, like a rejected Dunkin' Donuts slogan. America, America sucks America at grief. America sucks at grief. <laughs> fucking donkeys, bro. I've been on the East Coast a lot the past three months. I said, fucking donkeys, bro. I'm the fucking mayor of donkeys. 
But knowing when to leave a friendship, I think, is important. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us learn going into this pandemic that there's just certain people that, you know, don't deserve your time, what little that you have. And coming out of it's no different. Like, we outgrow people, whether we like to admit it or not. And the grief component is sometimes you've been friends with someone for so long that you can't bear to walk away from it because there's history. There's 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. But it's like, it'll go, it'll piggyback with the next principle that I have is if you want to grow spiritually, financially, physically, um, there's an old saying in the 12-step rooms, you got to stick with the winners. And I know that sounds egotistical and shitty, and I'm not saying leave your friends behind that are struggling. But like, if you're getting into tiffs with people for speaking up for your value, you know, if you're getting into arguments with people where they just inherently don't agree with how you're trying to better yourself, you you just walk away. And it doesn't mean be mean to that person or say, fuck y'all, I'm, I'm out. But like, mm-hmm. you stick with the people who are growing. You stick with the people that are trying to educate, trying to level up, as the kids say. You know, that's knowing when to walk away. You know, knowing when to walk away from a toxic situation, whether it be a friendship, relationship, even a sponsee sponsorship relationship. Like it, you know, in a lot of the recovery literature, you know, we don't chase. We don't chase, Mm -hmm. you know. So I think that applies for non-addicts and alcoholics too. It's like if you've got a friend who's struggling, be there for that friend. But if that friend's not willing to take suggestions, like you got to create that boundary and you you got to know when to walk away. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's that's the whole like sister program of a lot of twelve steps. The the the, the anon versions of the twelve step programs. It's like, what if I told you that the best way to help that person struggling is to help yourself? Yeah, yeah. I've I've definitely grown out of friendships and grown out of uh, jobs and relationships and situations, and mo- mostly because you know it, it brought up a lot of strange fear for me because. Mostly because I work really, really hard on myself, like earnestly, not to like you know blow skirt up my own or blow blow smoke up my own skirt, but yeah, blow, blow skirt, skirt up, up my own smoke, skirt. Everybody. I'm killing it. Blow skirt up your smoke, everybody. Uh, must, uh, yeah. Um, so I am, uh, uh, but I I do earnestly work this thing, um, and and that makes it so my uh, my growth and recovery is really a moving target and uh sometimes it just outgrow people places and things and one of the things i've been asking my higher power recently is to either improve or remove improve or remove you know some of the things in my life and uh and that's been that's been good and just like trusting that i don't have to fix it i just have to watch it and make decisions and that's been that's been really cool i uh Okay, the next one I'm going to go to. Oh, well, one of the ways that I watch it and I'm, I monitor it, and we talked about this on our last, like, tips and tricks episode, uh, meditation. Meditation. I've been up in my meditation game. I've always loved a meditation. Don't get me wrong. I love a guided meditation. I love a meditation meeting. Um, I love a, I love a box breathing, a hummingbee, uh, breathing. I love, I love breath work seminars. I love the whole thing. So meditation, I think that's going to be key coming back into things so we can be mindful. We can be aware of like, 
ooh, I feel funny. I got to go. Or, ooh, I feel sad. What's that about? You know, and like, rather than being in a reactive place, it'll put us in a responsive place. And uh, yeah, that's one thing I like to see people do is meditate. Mm -hmm. I know Dave does. He's got a little timer. I do. I've been every day in it for a year and a half now. And I do at least a couple minutes and I tried to up it to seven and then I went back down to like three or four. And then I try to get it in at least some, some, um, conscious breathing, some, um, some focusing on just my breathing for as long as I can keep still a little bit, a little bit works a little bit. Like don't not Mm -hmm. do it because you think you can't do it. Do it for a minute. Do it yeah. for 60 seconds. Do it for 60 seconds and allow yourself to do it at any point during the day. Because mm-hmm. I know one of my pitfalls with meditation was in the beginning, I would have a reminder and I would try to get the streak going on the app. But like I run late nights, so I wouldn't be able to meditate sometimes till after midnight. And it's like, well, there you go. You missed your streak. And now I just let myself do one meditation session between the hours that I wake up and the hours that I go to sleep. So whether that's I wake up at 8 a.m. and I don't go to sleep till 1 a.m., as long as I get one session in there. And that's how I was able to turn one into 460 or whatever I'm at now. Well, and and one uh, activity I've been doing recently, uh, and a future guest of ours kind of talked me into this, because I have a lot of really intense visualization when I uh, when I meditate, because uh, I have a really really overactive mind, and I'm trying. It's not like monkey mind stuff where it's like I'm stressing, although that can come up as well. But I'll have like flashes of images, um, and and stuff that's that's pretty neat. And she was like, "You got to write that down." And so I started keeping a meditation and dream journal. Uh, just writing down some of the things that my brain gurgles up. And sometimes the meditation journal just says like, you know, obsessively thinking about this during meditation was able to quiet mind a couple of, a couple of minutes. And sometimes it's like, yo, saw like the ancestors walk through, like that was wild. Like, and, and so that's been, uh, that's been also really interesting, Uh, a different focus of training the mind of like, Let's see. Let's see how big we can expand this. Let's see what we're doing in here. They call it limitless expansion, y'all. That's what the universe does. Yeah. Limitless expansion. Yeah. I think this is four for me, yeah. right? Four. We're getting into it. Four. Three or four. Um, One of the two. Changing your mindset from a scarcity to abundance. So yeah. I know that's a lot. Okay. So that's a, so scarcity, that's a trust faith. So the scarcity mindset tells me that this is the last dollar I'll ever make. This is the last show I'll ever do. This is the last friendship I'll ever have. And I gotta choke it out and hang on to it. Mm-hmm. Or like not saying no to things or learning how to say no to things. Like I say yes to everything because in some world I, I think that if I don't say yes to it, that might be the last time. I ever got a chance to partake yeah. in whatever. Switching over to an abundance mentality is I want more time to be of service to whatever my higher power is and my fellows. And that is an abundance of time that's created by saying no to things that don't serve me. Saying no to things that are taking way more time than I'm willing to give up. Taking things that are 
not paying enough because I know what my worth is, you know, and, and knowing that saying no to one thing means there's other things coming down the pipe, freeing up the space where if I say no to taking certain time sucks, that more people will be put into my life that I can help because it's not a, it's not necessarily just a money thing, but like an abundance of money means I can help more people. So it's okay to pray for abundance of, 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 of means. And you'll always get exactly what you, you need. I believe I've always gotten exactly what I needed. Um, and it's just, it's making that decision to say enough's enough. You know, and when, when you feel like you're getting taken advantage of, when you feel like you're letting yourself take, get, be taken advantage of, this is not like a, I'm not, uh, I have a part to play, you know, I have a mm-hmm. part to play in the things that, uh, you know, are detrimental to the abundance of time that I have, because you can always make more money. You can't make more time. At the end of the day, that is uh, one true uh, thing in life is you can always make more money. You cannot make more time. No, you sure so, can't. So wouldn't you want an abundance of time Yeah. to be created at all possible points? Yeah. You know? So to filter it through the comedy lens, are you going to drive six hours to make $50? Or are you going to not make $50 and maybe spend three hours writing and three hours doing exercise, you know? So it's like taking that into consideration, be like, I don't, I don't think I need to drive six hours to, to do 50, the $50 worth of comedy. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what we were saying before. It's just like, know your worth, create the boundaries. But that's what I said, create the time. Cause it's like, look, 50 bucks is 50 bucks. Like I, I, I'd like a $50, but like, is there a way I could make $50 in a shorter amount of time. Yeah. Like you got to take into consideration getting in the car, gas, time, driving, you know, and it's like, is the abundance mentality in line with that? And it's not. And I, trust me, this is coming from a guy that drove from Illinois to Detroit and back in one night. It was like an eight hour round trip just to make 25 fucking dollars. Damn. You know, but I was also in my mid twenties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And when we're first doing comedy, we, you know, if you were anything like me, or the, any job, the addict, job. the addict part of my brain was definitely like, I need that hit. We're gonna do another hit of funny, and like it was, it was crazy. And so getting to that place of like, I don't do this addictively. This is a this is a job and a life choice. And any skill. That's any skill. Like I, I, I know we talk a lot about comedy here, but I and I don't mean to interrupt, but it's like yeah. anything you get like say you're a computer programmer. Yeah. You know, your first couple years of computer programming, you're gonna take a lot of work that maybe, you know, is not the most efficient of creating abundance for yourself. But like after five, ten years of programming computers, like you should be worth more. Your time should be worth yeah, absolutely. more. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with like, yeah, I, I would say I've experienced that with martial arts and stuff. Like I'm one of those people that I fall into obsession really easily. So, you know, um, respecting and, and even just physically, like I physically can't chase every little thing, every little opportunity anymore because I'm, I'm t- you know, it hurts my back. It hurts my back to drive for long distances. So my I have back to, hurts. Well, my back hurts. My back hurts. My back hurts. 
But, mm-hmm. and that kind of gets to, uh, it, you mentioned this as well, uh, exercise. I found... So, five. Five, five is exercise. Five, yeah. Well, for me, four, actually. Oh, yeah. well, my bad. Um, so, exercising has been a... Um, it's been a big deal for me throughout the pandemic. It's definitely a type of meditation for me. Um, but uh, just I find myself in the last couple of weeks, like talking to people who are really struggling with uh, anxiety and depression over this new change. We're now changing. It's funny because people are like, we're going back to the normal. In my opinion, we are not going back to normal. We are going to this is yet more uncharted territory because the world is the world is forever changed by what just occurred. Like we can't, we, we're not getting a time machine. It's things are going back to different. And, um, my biggest advice to people has been, can you go for a walk in the sun? Like, can you just go do that for a little bit? doesn't have to be far. Go around the block. Go move your body. Move go your move meats, it. move your meats and cheeses around, stir the pot, go fart outside, you know, like go, uh, go, even if it's just putting on a song and dancing around your house or, you know, chasing your cat or just doing something goofy, like... Or murdering your cat. Murdering your don't cat is exercise. murder your cat. Um, but yeah, it's, it's uh, for me, it's really important to, part of my self-awareness, part of my connection to my higher power and my connection to mindfulness is the experience of my body. And um, I... If I'm not moving it, I don't experience it as well. I don't know how to listen to it as much. So, and also it actually feels better. Like I was telling my roommate, I was just doing all these like core exercises because I'm like obsessed with doing a headstand and a handstand in yoga right now. That's all I want to do is I want to be, I want to be like, remember in the eighties when we used to go to the school counselor and then they would have like, they'd have a poster on the wall and it'd be some black and white picture of some old white lady who's just like got no cartilage or not cartilage she's all cartilage no bones and she's doing some crazy yoga thing and it was like believe in yourself i want to be that bitch i want to be want to be the jello lady i want to be a jello lady i want to be i want to um i want to be uh one of them sinewy little ladies who can like stand on her head and uh when i do when i do more you would think because it should add stress to my back but because I do it right, um, when I do more work on my core and my abdomen, it actually reduces the pain in my back. So it's counter—it's counterintuitive, you know, to do something that, you know, it feels, you know, it, it feels like, I just wish I could bottle it up. I have so many friends where I'm like, if you would just move, you'd feel better. I don't know how to explain it. I'm like, I'm like, I, I know, I know that you're, I know that you've, and, and there are ailments and stuff. I totally understand. I have them myself, but you move your body around, move your meats around. Yeah. And, and again, we're not experts at fucking life. We're far from it. Oh, I mean, we've yeah. I've probably, I've probably fucking slammed my dick in the drawer more times metaphorically than. I was like, actually? Dick in a yeah, drawer. I, well, just with making poor life decisions. Like, my buddy Charlie has a joke about going to the doctor because his back hurts. And she's like, well, what are you doing? He's like, well, I do a lot of nothing. And she's like, well, if your back hurts from doing nothing, you got to do something. Yes, you got to move. Go for a walk. Um, yeah. yeah, it's like it's it's like when, you know, the old joke of how did I, how did I hurt my neck sleeping? It's like, you got to move it. You got to move your meats. Um, mm-hmm. My five, I think we'll, 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 we'll kick off from the meats. 
Mm-hmm. Although I like, I like, <laughs> just always reminds me of that Arby's commercial that they have the meats. The meats. Um, they have the meats. Yeah, they have the meats. Uh, uh, be nice to strangers. Oh, that's a good one. Be nice to strangers. Say hello. Pay a compliment. Don't be weird about it. But like, fellas, if you see a dude with some nice shoes <laughs> don't, on. Don't be like, hey, nice. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, like, I honestly, if I see someone with a dope bulls hat on, yeah. I'll be like, hey, man, nice bulls hat. Or go bears or whatever. Just start communicating with strangers again. Because no one wants to fucking talk to anybody after this shit. Like, and I, I mean, myself included, I literally, if you come near me at the airport, I'm like, I point at my headphones and I'm not, I'm not talking. Don't ask me what my boarding group is because I, I know it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dumb. I'm going to stand in the line. Don't come up to me and like try to fucking pantomime. What, what number are you to board? I love it. You're like, be nice to strangers and talk to them. Also, don't fucking talk to me. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that is something I'm working on. Well, yeah, I have... Um, airport's different. Don't... don't. Yeah, airport's oh, always weird. Um, I have a weird experience where I have never, not once, ever in my life been afraid to talk to strangers. Not ever. Neither not have once. I. Neither have I, but I'm saying it's it's a real thing, though. But what... Like, it's a... It's a my sponsee sister and I, we were at a... We were at a show, and these two women were... We were all funneling out. We were all tightly crammed in, and we're walking... And these two women um, right next to us, like practically in my armpit, were like bickering over the difference between one of them was like, so how do I listen to that comic show? And she said, well, they have a podcast. And she said, but what radio station is it on? And she's like, I have, it's a podcast. And she was like, no, what radio station is it on? And they did this like three or four times. And finally I said, ma'am. And I said it nicely. I was like, hey, ma'am, I hate to interrupt, but... um, the thing is, a podcast is a downloadable streaming thing, so oh, you, no. you can do that. And they both turned to me, and my friend was like, I never used to believe that you had a punchable, screamable face until I saw you be sincerely kind and helpful to two women. And they just turned to you and were like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's, I, that, that tone that you just did, I, I, I feel that. No. I was just like, I was like, no, ma'am, it's this is the thing. I would have been like, bitch, I'm gonna stick this podcast up your ass. I was being, how was that tone unkind? I was like, excuse me, ladies, let me explain this to you. Like, I was just being nice. Yeah, but it sounds like it sounds sounds a little. You know why it sounds that way? Because I have a I have a low speaking voice, and so when I'm like trying not to, when I'm trying to approach some. Anyway, yeah, I don't know what it is, but it happens a lot. Sometimes I'll be like, hey, how's it going? And they'll be like, go fuck yourself. And I'm like, okay, have a great day. (laughs) Well, we'll we'll piggyback this. You can be kind to strangers, and if they tell you to go fuck yourself, doesn't mean you shouldn't be kind to strangers anymore. Yes, because I'm undaunted. I continue to do it. I don't give a shit. I'm like, hey, I like your dress. Like, (laughs) like I'm just, I am, I don't Uh, care uh, how many times today I get screamed at. (laughs) You can be complimentary and not creepy. (laughs) Be complimentary, not creepy. What's, what's your five? (laughs) Four. That was four. Now it's five. Um, That's what I'm saying. What's your five? Oh, my five, my five. Um, I'm going to say, um, stay out of that compare and despair. Stay out of it. So, like, don't compare yourself to others. Um, no. I no. think 
how am I supposed to live if I don't compare myself to others? Dave, it's wild. You can just like do the things that how? you enjoy for the enjoyment of those things. It when doesn't have saying, to be a competition. You're saying when colleagues get opportunities, that doesn't mean there's no opportunities left? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <sighs> there is a seat at the table for everyone. Balderdash. I, I, I promise you, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. I know it can happen. So you're saying a straight, white, cis man like me could still make it in this fucked up world? Bruh, you already made it in this fucked up world. I don't know what to tell you. Girl. I'm losing so much sleep over all these people of color getting opportunities. Oh, my. You you have to understand if you're listening, he is 100% Joshin. He is, he, is, he is kidding. He is 100% kidding. I, I mean, I hope our listeners... That- no, that that was sarcasm. I just don't I mean, want anybody to like do a Nazi salute because they heard that. You know? what, why are you saluting? I'm not saluting. She's... I'm going sideways. I'm going karate chop. I'm going to your karate chop. <laughs> I didn't do you the get the angles too close. <laughs> um, but yeah, don't. Uh, yeah, I, I I think it is really easy right now to I've, I've had some moments with people in my life where I've had to be like hey I gotta get out of this conversation with you right now because you acting wild you be a wild son and got got out of the conversation and had to call the next day and been like yeah I've been really focusing on what I don't have and been really bummed out and resentful and uh, I was taken out and you I'm sorry and mm-hmm. um and and uh you don't, you don't got to live that way, ladies and gentlemen. You can just be... I had somebody tell... Again, somebody look at me in my face and doubt my life decisions to my face last night. And I just said... And I smiled and I was just like, yeah, but this is the... I'm not worried about the outcome. I'm, worried, I'm, I'm, I'm in the process right now. And they were like, what? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Chew on that, kid. <laughs> yeah. And here, I, I will speak directly to my, my, my fellow Hoyts. It's, it's like one of those things where it's easy to feel like because other people that aren't white are getting a lot of opportunities right now, it's, it's easy to feel some type of way about it. I wouldn't even say a not, lot of opportunities, not, just like one more, two more opportunities than previously all were white dudes. Mama, let me speak to my people. Okay, all right, okay, all right. It doesn't mean that if you're committed to your craft that you're going anywhere. So just because the pendulum has been in the favor of straight white dudes for a long, long time, and if you think I'm a like a self-hating white dude, I'm not. I'm just mm-hmm. a realist. And 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 has the pendulum shifted in a, in a, in another direction? Yes. But is it stuck there? No. If you if you know anything about pendulums, they, they swing back and forth, back and forth, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you're committed to your craft, it shouldn't matter how many people of color or women or anybody that doesn't look like you gets opportunities because, like, you'll still be there when it's time to, to get your opportunity, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of to Anna's effect with her friend conversation. It's just like, whether I like it or not, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Whether I like it or not. Yes, yes, right? yes. So yes. I'm saying fret not, whiteies. Fret not. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Work hard. Work hard and preparation always meets opportunity. And just for the first time in a long time, the opportunities aren't all going to us. Yeah. Uh, and that's okay. And that's completely fine. 
if someone if someone's got a, a, a diversity showcase that I don't get put on, that's quite all right. <laughs> I am not diversity. It's okay. It's completely okay. And I'm comfortable enough knowing that I'm funnier than most people, regardless of race, gender, or sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know I'm funny. So if you're getting opportunities, get at it. Get them. And that confidence. Like, last night I did all, I did my whole little feature set with all jokes I wrote during the pandemic. I was the only comic who did only jokes that they had just, that they had written in the last year. And I was like, it was funny because they were like this, that, and the other thing. And I was like, doing my little flex. Like, I was like, oh, you think you're flexing on me? Bitch, I did all new material. All new material. Yeah. <laughs> what? Just be what? confident that you're good at what you do, <laughs> and then when it's you, when it's your time, it's your time. Yeah. yeah. Because a lot of people who haven't got opportunities have had to have that same mindset, and now it's time for a lot of those people. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. And I, you know, like I say that I say that in all seriousness, that it's quite all right. It's not. I I don't hate that I'm a white dude. I like I don't I don't believe we're under attack like uh, some of. The collective, some some of the some of the white delegation would have you believe. Like it's like I I know myself enough to know that I'm very good at what I do. Yeah. I make dozens of dollars doing stand up comedy. Dozens. Y'all. Dozens. In the dozens. What is your number five, sir? See, I thought I had a a, a four a three four combo earlier you when I was a, on three. You tried to double up. Yeah, I doubled up to get to to get to six. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll I'll finish on my last one then. Um, no, no, you'll still get to six. You'll you're on six, right? No, I was on five. Yeah, now this is six, right? You know what? This would happen sometimes in uh, the roast show. Is uh, people go back and forth, and like the show would literally forget who was on what. Who's on first? Who's on first? I'll, I'll just end, wrap it up with this. Um, be compassionate to yourself and others. Do it. There's going to be moments I was on a little road trip with my sponsor, who, by the way, when you said leaving first, my sponsor is like the boss-ass bitch. When a meeting is over on Zoom, her, she, I swear to God, they're like, they're like, uh, um, they get to the last word of the prayer and she hits leave. <laughs> She's out. I'm done. Yes. <laughs> I've done my hour. Goodbye. Um, and um, uh, I went on a little road trip with my sponsor and a homegirl in recovery. And it was very fun because they're both introverts, even though one says she's not an introvert. Um, I think if you ask, are we there mm. yet? More than I think if you ask, are we there yet at all? <laughs> You're an introvert. <laughs> You're an adult asking, are we there yet? That's, ooh, you done <laughs> already. And, you know, it was so funny as we got there and it was a really beautiful time. And we noticed that one of the people in the party was tired. And we were like, you know what? Let's go lay down. Let's go. Let's keep it. Let's keep it cool and and go lay down in some nice, cool air. And And that was a little bit of compassion that, you know... In my family, in my world, the compassion to take care of oneself or to even notice outside of your own bullshit, you know, someone who's having a hard time with socializing, we're going to need a lot of compassion right now because folks are just not used to being outside. (laughs) They're just not used to being 
in the world and to have compassion for that. You know, someone's going to give you a uh, David, you know, touched on this before. Someone's going to give you a dirty look or be weird and have a little compassion for that because we don't know where they're coming from today. Everybody's fighting a thousand battles you know nothing about. Yeah, mine's like gas. I always have to fart. If you wonder who farted, yeah, I'm going to miss the mass. I've been farting with impunity <sighs> for months and months. Great. On the plane today, you, everybody's still required to wear masks on the plane, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I don't care. Uh, then here, that's my last one, number six. Fart on planes. Fart on planes. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, trust, trust that you've made the best decisions that you can throughout this past year and a half. You made the decisions that were best for you. Uh, you don't have to uh, make any of this past year and a half your identity. Um, and, uh, if you're a vaccinated person, trust the science. And if you're a non-vaccinated person, that's okay too. A lot of us got vaccinated. Trust the science and, also though. We, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> trust the science. Trust the science. <laughs> yeah. So that's, but that's okay. But that's the thing. I say it on stage and people get uncomfortable. I'm like, I got vaccinated cause I'm in rooms full of strangers across the country. It made sense for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like that's the it's it's been hard to take my mask off indoors because I'm just so used to having it on. But now that I'm a vaccinated person, eh, I gotta start. I gotta start doing the deal. So if there's not a crowded place, you know, that's I, I'm starting to learn how to reacclimate to a non-mask lifestyle. But there's still places that like on the plane you have to wear a mask, and I just do it because it's it's required. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's required. I can't have my pants around my ankles when I fly on the plane. I know yeah. it's, it's not ideal. No shirt, but, no shoes, no service. But that's the same thing. <laughs> so both people in both camps, uh, yeah. the stay at home camp and the, my, 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 my civil liberties camp, like yeah. you can meet, you can meet in the middle, whoever you are and know that you made the best decisions for you that you could make with whatever upbringing that you had, but yeah. just trust that. We're moving into another phase where we have to we have to try to f- experience some semblance of normalcy. So if you see me out in the mall and I'm still wearing my mask on and you're not, uh, it's not because I'm a cuck libtard, okay? It's just because that's what I feel comfortable doing. Honestly, it was nice not um, to have a cold every three days for the, over was, the last it's, year. It's, it's super nice. <laughs> and just on the same, it's on the same regard. If I'm wearing a mask and I'm out and about in these streets and I see you're not wearing a mask, I have to hope that you're all you're vaccinated and you're just a little bit more comfortable than I am with whatever phase that we're in, whatever part of the country. You know, so it's like trust and give the benefit of the doubt. So just as Anna said, give compassion, I'm saying give trust, give some benefit of the doubt. I'm a big fan of a kerchief. Like you can look like a like a jaunty bandit, like you're gonna hold up a store, but you get to just wear a kerchief yeah. now. And I just put that up over my big schnoz. I don't know. I know not everybody is blessed as I am in the schnoz department. They might have little schnoz that a kerchief falls off of, yeah. but I love a kerchief out in my yeah. daily outfits. Yeah, it's just it. we're all going into a place where we're all different spots with this. Yeah, try to try to leave judgment. Uh, on the shelf and, and do your best to reacclimate with your fellow man because we all bleed the same color blood we're all breathing air and we're all just trying to do our best 
to make it through this thing called life. Yeah, I, I, I don't bleed blood. I bleed hot sauce. Anna bleeds Tapatio. Tapatio. <laughs> or Cholula. Not Cholula. No, no, not Cholula. <laughs> I'm more of Anna, a Valentina where people, girl. <laughs> where can people find you and your Cholula menstruation? <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at Anna Views Fun on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me at AnnaValenzuela.com for show dates and information. And um, you can uh, find this podcast at, at 12QPod on all the things. I think we're at like four or five questions from listeners. Yes. And we want to get 12 so we can do a special listener question. We need eight episode. more. Eight more. We have eight. four listener questions. Ah. We have not forgotten about you. We almost did only four listener <laughs> questions for this episode. Oh, because we're that so excited. Said, no, Anna said, no, Dave, you stupid. I did not say stupid. that. I would never call you him a stupido. I would, stupid. Never call, I would never call him a stupido. No. We have eight more. Ocho. Ocho. And Ocho. So get those questions in 12qpod at Gmail so we can do a full 12 audience questions. Yeah. And uh, you can find me as usual on all the things at Yates Comedy, Y-A-T-E-S Comedy. I'm on Instagram, TikTok. I am on TikTok. I'm doing it up on TikTok. We're on, on TikTok. Twitter. We're on TikTok. We're on TikTok. Tickety talk. 12QPod is on TikTok. TikTok. We have audiograms of past guests, so you can get a little snippet, minute, uh, spiritual uh, spiritual injection, not a heroin injection, uh, if you go to 12QPod on TikTok. Uh, and, I mean, uh, if you're trying to communicate with me on Facebook, I'm still in Facebook jail for, like, another, I don't know, 18 more days. Facebook. Uh, Facebook I'm don't Facebook. want you Dave, anymore. Yeah, Dave Yates. Uh, I got <laughs> break up I got with 30, Facebook. Got a thirty day ban for making fun. Uh, so for doing my job of making fun. Um, so how we end this podcast, whether there's a guest or not, every single time. And if nobody's told you this today, we love you. Oh, thank you, Dave. Love you. Ugh. <laughs> And if you're listening to the podcast, we do appreciate you. We've got a lot of exciting news coming down the pipe. But most importantly, we love you, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye.